listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 20th of April 2021. Later, the share market pulls back from a 13-month high. But first, let's talk about home prices because NAB has upgraded its price forecasts and it says that it now expects home values across the capital cities in Australia to average an increase of 14.1% this year. And then that growth slowing, but still at about 5.8% in 2022. The thing is, though, around the country, it sees double-digit growth in every capital city for this year. So that includes... Perth, an increase of 13.1%, Adelaide, 11.2%, Sydney, 14%. But the three biggest gainers will include Brisbane, price rises of 15.2% this year, Melbourne, 16.2%, and then Hobart, almost 20%, 19.1%. So for more, I spoke earlier with NAB Chief Economist, Alan Oster. Alan, the speed of those price gains, do they worry you? And can Australians actually afford to service such high loans? They can service the loans at present because interest rates are so low. Um, What we're really seeing is a very big pickup in first home owners. So it's not as if everybody's out there buying houses on credit, they're not. Uh, Really, they're using some of their own savings. But given those price rises, do you think the Reserve Bank or the banking regulator will need to take some sort of action? I'm not sure that they will take action. Um, if rates, if, if sort of the increases in house prices continued at current stances, that would be an issue. But what we're actually seeing is record first-time owners in, into the market, very little interest from investors and record lows for the foreigners. So it's not as if uh, credit is sort of superly strong and it's very much it uh, essentially at an owner-occupier level and first-time owners. Anecdotally, we're hearing a lot about uh, affordability within the housing sector and how bad it potentially is, but, but what are your numbers saying? Our numbers suggest that people can get into the market um, in terms of the interest rates um, and what we're also seeing, one of the key drivers as to why first-time owners are in there is interest rates are so low that you can actually quite often now buy a property, get a mortgage, and it's cheaper than if you just rented that same property. So that's a big driver for people to try and get into the market. Alan, finally, overseas buyers used to be a major player in the housing sector. They're now at a survey low. So is there a potential for there to be an oversupply of some dwellings in some markets and what about the differences between apartments and house prices? Well there is a potential for differences in different markets and particularly foreigners at the top end are sort of not there. Um, In terms of the difference between units and houses a very big difference so you know typically what we've got in unit prices across Australia is five to six percent increase and in some areas like the CBDs there's particularly around universities both Sydney Melbourne and Brisbane you're seeing huge numbers of apartments that are vacant so um, the unit market is very different from the housing market uh, although you know, mainly the, the problems are in CBDs and close to universities rather than more generally uh, apartment markets. 
Alan also there, the Chief Economist of NAB from the housing market. We'll go to the share market, which fell today. If you remember yesterday, it was slowly climbing towards that record high of 7,162 points reached in February 2020, which meant we were only about 1.5% away from that record. Well, today's fall means we are now 2% away. The S&P ASX 200 down by 0.6%. 8% to 7,017. The miners declined despite iron ore prices rising to a nine-year high overnight. The major banks were weaker. Challenger Financial down 15.8% in a profit warning. There were some good performers, including a new entrant on the share market, Latitude Financial, which is run by former Australia Post CEO Ahmed Fahua. Uh, that company coming onto the share market closing at $2.70, and that's an increase of about 3.9% on its issue price. For more on the day's market action, I spoke earlier with Matt Shearwood from Perpetual. We always seem to be edging close to that record high, which the 200 reached back in February 2020, and then we pull back all of a sudden again. It's happened a few times. Why the trepidation? Uh, It's a bit of a tease, isn't it? Uh, And I don't think there's any trepidation. What we have to remember is that since the market trough in the the last week of March last year, the Australian share market has risen nearly 60% and earnings have actually declined by around 16%. So the market at the moment is, uh, is very fully priced. There's a lot of good news um, priced into uh, in, into companies at the moment. And of course, there are still a lot of question marks out there, particularly about rising case numbers in emerging markets. You know, the impact of central bank stimulus, are they going to withdraw support? What's the government going to do in the upcoming budget? So there's probably more questions around valuations more than anything else, because the growth outlook at this stage looks absolutely fantastic for this year and next. So It's more asset valuations and concerns about corporate performance. The RBA's minutes from its latest board meeting was released today. It's basically saying, hey, the economy is performing better than what we thought, but there's wage and uh, inflation pressures. They're, They're not around you. We won't see wages rising for some time. But what's the market thinking about any potential central bank action? Well, at the moment, the market's got priced in one more rate hike before the RBA has said they would look at increasing interest rates at the very earliest. So the RBA is not worried about growth. They're not really worried about um, uh, unemployment. Uh, Their worry at the moment is about inflation. And in the last six years, they've missed their bottom of their inflation target. Um, And as a result, uh, what they're wanting to do is to get the labour market red hot. They believe that will generate enough wages pressure to, uh, you know, to get inflation back within the target band. But by our estimates, unemployment may have to have a three handle in front of it to generate enough wages growth. So I still think the RBA is certainly on the money uh, about when uh, rates are going up. It's no time soon. uh, And I certainly back Phil Lowe's uh, view over that of the financial market. So rates are on hold as far as the eye can see at the moment. Okay. In the commodity space, we saw copper prices moving higher towards uh, a 10-year high. Rio today saying it's continuing to ship massive amounts of iron ore. What's your take on the resources space at the moment? 
Well, the resources space outlook at the moment is a little bit mixed. So on one hand, you have iron ore and iron ore prices are up at $170 uh, a tonne. Um, so there's no problems from an earnings perspective there. Um, the, the challenge for the iron ore producers at the moment is the fact that there are clear signs that the China economy is slowing. Uh, so the March quarter growth numbers were fairly weak um, in China and they have made consistent noises about policy withdrawal uh, or policy normalisation rather. Uh, and so what that suggests to us is that China's growth this year is going to be trend and nothing more. Um, and, and of course, uh, there's probably going to be a moderation within the real estate uh, market in China. And of course, that's very resource intensive. Now, in contrast to that, you look at something like base metals. Now, base metals are obviously uh, important for industrial processes. They're important in construction. If you want to go to carbon neutrality, then obviously there's going to be a lot of copper that's been required. And at the moment, there's quite a few supply issues within the commodity space itself. So uh, I tend to think the outlook for base metals are really constructive. Iron ore's probably got a couple of question marks on it, but it's really going to be fine. So overall resources, uh, we think are going to you know, perform pretty strongly in what is going to be the strongest global economy probably for about the last 50 years. Uh, fiscal stimulus, economic reopening, and a lot of um, unused slack at the moment is going to be re-employed this year. And that is, uh, is going to be really good for resources demand. And of course, the supply side of the resources space is a bit challenged at the moment, particularly in base metals. Matt Sherwood there from Perpetual. That is SBS on the Money for this Tuesday. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.